Welcome to Ed Show number 141. And if you would like to hear the last month of news related to Microsoft and DevOps, you can go to aka.ms forward slash DevOps news. Today I'm joined by a special guest, John Kaiser from Chef. Welcome Hello. to the Ed Show. <laughs> so could you tell everybody a little bit about what you do at Chef? Yeah, um, my job is more or less the mad scientist at Chef. Um, I'm a principal engineer, and so my job is to come up with uh, the, whatever the next thing is that Jeff is going to do. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, um, I know that there's this new thing out now called Chef Provisioning. Uh, so could you tell a little bit about that and how it relates to Azure? Yeah, we had a, a problem. Like Chef's job is to, be, is to manage computers' configuration, to bring up uh, web servers and, and databases on a single machine, and people were using it per, uh, perfectly reasonably to, to provision one machine with a database and an, another couple with web servers, uh, but they didn't have any way to describe that whole set of servers and to talk about a cluster as a thing. And it turns out that's just as important, if not more important, than the things on the individual bits because that's the thing that you're going to want to test when you run it in a test environment. You want to repeat it in a dev environment. You want to run it in a production environment. So chef provisioning was a way to describe clusters the same way the uh, configuration of clusters, the same way that you describe the configuration of a machine. Um, you could write down a machine resource in chef, and it would go up to a cloud service or to a virtual machine and create one of those things. So in, in our case, Azure, we'd, it could go up to Azure, ask it for a machine, and then put Chef on it and configure the machine to be what it should. Then you can use lots of these machine resources together uh, to hook up a whole distributed app using Chef, and so they can all find each other, find each other's IPs. Okay, cool, makes sense. Um, is there, was there other names ever before for Chef? For yes, <laughs> uh, I initially called it Chef Metal because in my naivete, I uh, felt that um, in the end, whenever you're getting, no matter where you're getting a machine from, there's metal somewhere. Um, but it turns out that across the, the industry, the word metal means something very, very, very specific, and okay. that is computers that you own. So we okay. changed the name to provisioning because too many people were like, well, I didn't use it because I want to use the cloud. And yeah. it's just as good for the cloud and VMs as it is for bare metal. Okay. Cool. Well, um, I'd love to see it in action now. So maybe can we can we take a look at at provisioning? Let's say I want to provision a new application and Azure Virtual Machine. Can we can we get that going? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, this is what a chef provisioning recipe normally looks like. Uh, we got one here with just one machine in it, um, and the components you can see there are that chef provisioning is uh, is loaded up um, in this chef recipe. Uh, this is just a normal recipe. Uh, then we say with driver, and the with driver tells us um, whether we want to use Azure, whether we want to create a VM or a Docker container or something like that. Um, and then uh, we create one or more machine resources. And those machine resources are how we specify the topology of our application. You could say something like, I want a database machine, and then I want two web machines. And you just give them all the machine options to say what size they should be and 
um, and where they should, what location in the country they should be. And it'll go up to, to Azure and ask for the machines that you want and then put the correct recipes on to make them into what you want them to be and hook them up to each other. Uh, so what we can do right here is show these, uh, these Azure options um, include things like the VM size. So if you want to have a small or a large uh, A0, if you want to uh, actually find out what the list of options are, we are using the, the Azure AWS or the Azure SDK for Ruby. Um, and that has a list of, um, if you go to the readme on the front page of that GitHub, you can get a list of all the options that it takes when you want to create a VM and uh, the list of valid values. Uh, so once you've chosen a VM size and a location um, and set up your accounts and stuff, uh, you can just tell Chef to create a machine. All right, so we saw, um, you know, kind of a, this basic uh, recipe here for Chef provisioning for a machine up to Azure. But how do we kind of do all the things leading up to that point to I'll provision be, it? You actually want to do it then? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's do it live. Um, the first thing that you're going to need, obviously, is to have an Azure account. Um, and so we're going to... Take your Azure account and download the credentials, and we're going to get Chef on the machine. And I can show you how the, the basic steps for that. Um, the simplest way to get the credentials onto your machine is going to be to install the, um, the Azure uh, CLI. Um, so the cross if you're on uh, OS X or on, um, on Windows, we have an installer right there. Uh, you could just install it. And then... Um, you can use the Azure account download. And so I've already yeah. done that yeah, on my machine, so I'm not going to do it again. To, to get the published settings certificate yeah. file. Yep. And, then, and then you could do your Azure account import um, of the file that you downloaded, and that's the, where the file was. Um, and then that's enough to get your credentials onto your machine. Okay. Uh, you can check if the command line tool works, and then uh, move over to Chef Provisioning, which will use the same credentials. Okay. And then, so is the Chef basic Chef tools enough, or do we have to import the Chef provisioning Azure tools? Um, we're going to have to import the Chef provisioning Azure tools. The way that we, um, the simplest way to get all the things that you want uh, is going to be done on the Chef DK onto your workstation. Mm -hmm. um, and you can find that at um, downloads.chef.io slash Chef DK. Mm -hmm. uh, download the one for your uh, install. And then you type chef gem install chef provisioning uh, Azure. And right, that will run. And then now we should have all the prerequisites, yeah? Yep. OK. Cool. Um, now that we've got all the stuff onto the machine, um, we're going to need to actually get into writing the recipe. That's the next thing you do. Mm -hmm. So what we did in this case is we created a single uh, file named uh, provision provisioning.rb, um, and I just stuck it in the current directory. Uh, we're going to be using a feature of Chef called local mode that's going to let you um, create a recipe locally, run it, and provision the machines up to the cloud using your workstation as a okay. Chef server. Okay. Um, so in this case, we, we create our recipe. Uh, we're going to want to create one right now to just show creating a single machine. We're going to create a machine object or a machine resource. Uh, we give it a name. Each machine needs to have a different name in Chef so that they can refer to each other. Um, those, are, those are the strong names that you're going to use to look up IPs later. 
Um, and then we set some machine options. And these are all going to be very specific to Azure in this case. Uh, that's why it's a freeform hash. So if we look here in the, the bootstrap options, um, we're going to set a cloud service name for this machine. We're going to set uh, the storage, uh, storage account name for the storage account we, we are going to be using. And if you specify a storage account that isn't there, then Chef Provisioning will actually create a new one for you. So if you want to have a new application with its own separate storage, yep. you can do that. Okay. Um, and then you, you set the VM size, location, uh, and things like the TCP endpoints that yep. you're going to be able to access. Um, finally, you need to pass an image ID uh, where you, you need to pick one of, an image that you're going to use to create the machine, and that's going to specify you, the operating system you're going to use, um, whether it yeah. be Windows or Ubuntu or... Yeah, that's from the gallery. There's a way to get those. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh -huh. Just go up to the gallery. Um, and then we're going to give it a, a password so that the uh, SSH connection can be made after we actually get up to the... Um, after okay. we've created the machine. So let's go ahead and provision. Now that we've got our recipe... Uh, we need to run the recipe. And we're going to run the recipe on our local machine using Chef's uh, local mode. And that's going to take the recipe, use your Azure credentials to go up, grab a machine, and then uh, access that machine through SSH and actually provision, uh, install the right recipes. Um, the dash Z here is what uh, stands for Chef Zero, which is the, the Chef server that's going to be running on your machine in, um, when you run local mode. What the basics of it are that means you don't have to actually install a full-blown Chef server. Uh, it's good for, for development, testing, and demos. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, so you run it like this. And so what it's going to do, uh, it's going to do what Chef normally does, which for each resource uh, in the list of resources, it goes through each one. It looks at that resource and says, hey, have I fulfilled this yet or not? Um, in this case, there is no Chef Alicorn machine yet, so it's going to create it. Um, which right now what you're seeing is it's taking the image, uh, it's told Azure about it, and asked Azure to create uh, a VM for it to use. Uh, and that's what Azure is doing right now. The second time we run this, we can run it again after this, what we're going to see is that... Um, it won't recreate the machine because it knows it's already there. Uh, in that way, this is kind of a static, the recipe is kind of a static description of your cluster. So if you have 10 machines in there and nine of them have already been created, you've got you know, your eight web servers in one database or whatever, um, and then you add another web server, when you run the recipe, uh, it's going to notice that nine of them are still there and only create the 10th. Okay. And so uh, how, what would that look like to say, I want 10 of these in the, in the recipe? Well, one th the way that I would probably do it, and this is the way that a lot of people do it, uh, see, sh the nice thing about Chef is that it is code, and so you can um, make loops and if statements and all the things that you want. Um, and so what we can actually do is give each one a separate name um, from 1 to 10, and then I can actually say um, either web... I if I wanted to. Um, and then I could also create a separate database machine. Um, okay. So this okay. would be what your uh, topology would look like with machine options filled in. You'd see one database resource there. You're just describing that I want a database. And you see that there are 10 web resources there. 
web machine resources, and you're just saying, I want 10 of these. And okay. it's Chef's job to make sure that those things are fulfilled and not redo it every single time. That's right. uh, what we call item potent. Okay. And we're here. Wait, right now, what this is doing is it's asked Azure to create the machine, and it's waiting for the machine to come up and for SSH to be ready. Um, once that happens, it's going to log on to the machine and actually provision it. And so that, um, is it going to install the, the chef uh, agent on that, that VM? Or Yes, in this case it will because I, that image doesn't have a uh, chef client. There are other ways to get chef onto the machine. Um, it could already be in the image that you've created. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be, you could use uh, Azure's attachment the VM um, extension, the for the Chef VM extension. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, to get Chef onto the machine, there's there's a number of ways. But in this case, what it's going to do is going to detect the version of Chef that's needed um, for the OS that you've chosen and install it. All right. So, like any good cooking show, right? Um, we we have already pre-baked one here. I'm guessing. Uh, so maybe we can just see that instead of having to wait for that whole thing to finish. Huh? Lots of butter. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll. we'll We've already got one pre-baked machine, so you don't have to wait. Um, what you'll see here is uh, Chef Unicorn, which is, uh, you'll remember we had Chef Alicorn before, which yeah. uh, very important difference. And it noticed that the machine is already there and already exists, so it just runs Chef Client again to see, it, uh, to make sure that it's picked up the latest changes from your cookbooks. That's the way that uh, that Chef does updates. You'll update the cookbook that says um, the configuration for your web server or the actual web pages on it or the executables. Um, and then Chef will pick up those changes and any and all web servers, when they run the Chef client, will pull them down from the Chef server and apply them. Yeah, so this is that whole item potent deal there because we already had the same variables. It said, oh, I already knew all that's there and it just connected up right to yep. the uh, the Azure host. So maybe can we see that host in Azure so just to show yeah, that there's a VM there? Okay, we're up in we're up in the Jay Kaiser Demo West resource group. Um, we're on Chef Unicorn, we've already got him up here. Uh, and you can see he's up here running. Um, he's got an IP, which is what we use to connect. Very cool. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much, John. Yeah, anytime. Totally.